Good morning. As usual, we are excited to be learning the Bible together. We're still in Matthew chapter 5, and we're about to enter into these six interesting sections here, where Jesus just said he's not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Don't think I've come to abolish it. And he's saying to us that he doesn't want us to think we're, that he wants to abolish it because he is about to say some things that are very different from the way people believed in their day. And he's also about to say some things very different from the way we believe today. But I want us to grasp this together. The first section here, he's talking about anger. My friend, if you've struggled with anger in your life, you know how this is a pill that can kill. It can kill you as much as someone else. And the Lord loves you, and he wants to be able to take that from you. And he's going to give you and me the secret on how to get rid of anger in our life. Let's read this together. Matthew chapter 5, verse 21, Jesus says, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not commit murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. So it doesn't mean the Bible says this. It's just He's saying, You have heard it said. And everyone agrees, murder is really bad. And yeah, there should be an equal horrible judgment on you if you were to m murder someone. And what Jesus is about to say is he's about to shed light on the way he thinks. We think this way, but he thinks differently than us. So now let's read his part. Every one of these six sections we'll be getting into over this next several days. He starts out by saying, you have heard, but I say. You have heard, but I say. You have heard that murder is wrong and you will be judged for it, but I say. So here's his but I say, verse 22, but I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. So here Jesus is saying it's not just about what you do on the outside. It's about what's happening on the inside of you. You have heard that it was said outward action, an extreme outward action of anger is bad and will cause judgment to come in your life. But I say to you that it's the inward giving in to a bad emotion. That's where my kingdom is, is in your heart. It's the inward giving in to that action that brings about the judgment, not just the outward action. I know for a lot of us, we kind of think, you know, as long as I keep a lid on it, I'm okay, you know. Just don't let myself act on these things. It's the acting on these things that is sin. Jesus says, no, it's not the acting on these things outwardly that is the, the bad thing. It's the inward allowance of these things to be there that is the bad thing. Jesus loves us so, so much. And it's extremely unpopular to get inside of people's hearts. <laughs> but that's where Jesus wants to go in you and in me. He's not standing on the outside with his arms crossed watching our behavior. He is a loving, wonderful Savior who wants to enter into the most intimate places of our heart. And he wants to come in and clean that heart out and get rid of the things that are causing us so much pain in our life. I don't think the judgment that he talks about here is just talking about eternal judgment. I believe he's talking about the daily judgments that come in our life. You know, when you allow anger into your heart towards someone, you don't think really well about what you do. This has been 
my lesson in life, if I allow myself to be angry with somebody, I begin to act ways that are not smart, that are not thought through, that are rash, and a lot of those bring about hurtful things in my life. And I have seen this over the years. People who harbor anger in their heart towards someone for a long, long time, it wears them out. They're worn out. They're, it's like they're defeated and conquered by the anger that's on the inside. Listen, these things are judgments. If you have harbored anger in your heart, like I have at times, you know there is some awful things that happen to you and around you and through you and in you because of those awful, horrible emotions you're dealing with and the thoughts that come out of them and the the tension inwardly that comes out of it, the blood pressure that rises, the lack of ability to think clearly, the fear, oh, what if I see that person at the mall or what if I run into them accidentally? What will I do? What will I think? I'm harboring so much anger inside and I'm dealing with this every day. I can't be at peace. I can't sleep well at night. I can't have a place of rest. Listen, Jesus loves you. Oh, you're so dear to him and he cares about what's going on on the inside of you. And he wants to begin this whole lesson here of you have heard, but I say with this, I want you to have an inward heart full of peace and light. And I'm coming to you to help you get there. So here's how he's going to help us to get there. He says in the next verse here, but I say to you, everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. Don't, don't let it out. Don't let that anger out. That's not how you're going to get over your anger by letting it out and insulting someone. If you ever see yourself insulting someone, no. Okay. I've, got an issue here that I need to clean out of my heart. And then whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. Jesus wasn't afraid to talk about that horrible place, was he? You fool. That's writing someone off. That's just saying, I would call it today. We don't really use that word too much. You fool. We usually will say lost cause maybe. Oh, he's a lost cause. She's a lost cause. Like, just there's nothing anyone can ever do for them. They're just, they're hopeless. They're worthless. Listen, if anyone is still alive, there is still hope for them. Don't ever utter those words about anyone. I don't even allow those words to be inside your heart and mind toward anyone. If God is keeping them alive, it's because he has hope for them. And if he has hope for them, you should have hope for them. No one, no one, my friend, is a lost cause. So if you are offering your gift at the altar, he says, and there remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift at the altar there and remember that your brother has something against you. Leave, sorry, leave your gift at the altar and go first to be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. So he begins the healing process here. How, how do I get anger out of my life? I get first, I'm going to get anger out of my life by coming to God. If you go to the altar, people are going to God. Go to the altar and leave your gift of sacrifice, of thanks and of praise. Go to God. But when you get there, if remember that your brother has something against you, 
So this is interesting. He's not talking about you having something against a brother now. He's flipped it. And now he's talking about you knowing someone else has something against you. And this is amazing, groundbreaking technology and science in helping people overcome anger issues. It's amazing. And here it is, over 2,000 years ago, Jesus, the great counselor, already knew this. One of the ways to get people to overcome very, very deep-seated, difficult issues in their heart, like anger, is to help someone else out of their anger. And they've actually found out that when you are working with someone else, helping someone else out of an issue, it's actually triggering and firing uh, places in your own brain and body and emotions and mind, promoting healing within yourself. Isn't this beautiful? God has working with us and wired us in such of a way that when we try to help someone else through something that we deal with, we actually get some of that residual healing in our own life when we can't even acknowledge or deal with it. Oh, it's beautiful. So you come to God and you realize someone else has something against you. He says, go to them. Go to them and be reconciled, he says. When someone has something against you, you have a lot of power over their life. They think about you a lot. Whether you know it or not, when they are angry with you and upset with you, you're on their mind repeatedly. They don't want you on their mind, but you are. And you have a lot of power over them. And, and in their heart and soul, they know this. So when you go to them and you say you're sorry, most of those people are very quick to accept and receive that because they, they, they don't want you having that kind of power over their thoughts and emotions. They know that if they can receive it, that they'll be set free. So go to them. And be reconciled, he says. Tell him you're sorry. Tell him you wish it could have been a different way. Tell him, how can I repay you, it says. What can I do to repay you? Uh, and, and talk it over with them and, and make a means. And, and if you do need to have repayment to them, go ahead and repay it to them if something was stolen or broken or lost. Or, and if you can't repay, just beg their forgiveness. And then it says, come and then give your gift at the altar. And this is neat because Jesus is showing us that living this kind of a way is an act of worship to him. And he receives it as worship to him. Worship doesn't have to just be in a church with worship music. Worship can be a way of life. And one of the, the ways to get into the presence of God is by helping others to get anger out of their life. Who can you and I help the most to get anger out of the life? The people who have something against us. Go to them. Be reconciled to them. Then go into worship. And I'm telling you, my friend, it's going to be 10 times deeper. So our blessing today from God is that God is encouraging us that we can get anger out of our heart when we are attentive to others who have anger against us. When we go and are reconciled to them, then the Holy Spirit is able to start helping us to get reconciled to our accusers, the ones that we are so angry with, who we think about a lot, who have power over us, right? The Lord will set us free of that. 
If you have the time, I encourage you to watch on YouTube the video of the testimony of Brant Jean in court. This was last October as he forgives the police officer that accidentally shot his brother. It's an amazing video, uh, very difficult for many people to watch on different levels. But in the background, as you watch it, you can hear a woman weeping in the courtroom. And that's Brant's mother, I believe. And Brant's mother had already lost her older son. And she did not want to lose her younger son to hatred and anger. And there in the courtroom, as she sees her younger son dodge the bullet of a life of anger by forgiving the murderer, and wrapping his arms around her, she begins to sob and cry because she sees her younger boy overcoming an evil that would have destroyed him too. And she actually tweeted about this later. She she sent out a, a tweet and said, uh, Congratulations, son. Your burden is lighter. And she said this, Forgiveness is for the forgiver. And, the, and it doesn't matter what the forgiven does with it. Isn't that a neat quote? Such a wise woman. Forgiveness is for the forgiver. And it doesn't matter what the forgiven does with it. And that's how I want you to view this, this overcoming anger in your life. Learn that forgiveness is for you. Not just for them. You need this experience in your life. And I know that the Holy Spirit will help you to get there. Lord, we just thank you, God. We say, and we have heard it said it's wrong to murder, but you say, don't even let anger live there in your heart. I pray, Lord, for myself and my friend today. Help us to walk in your words, Lord. And give us the hope that we can overcome anger in our life. Bless me, bless my dear friend, and help us, God, to live a life of love, peace, and mercy, just as Brant Jean was able to find in you as well. Amen.